0: lord <laughs> praise the lord uh good morning everybody amen good sunday morning last sunday in february praise the lord we keep moving forward and um you know, just believe in god amen i mean i think it's like we have a choice um we're either gonna believe or not and i believe that the better choice is believing amen believe for the goodness of god that you'll see it in the land of the living believe that he loves you believe that he's there for you believe that he'll help you amen some people say well what if it doesn't happen well uh, listen that's up to god and we have to believe that he's faithful and that he'll be here for us we just have to do our part to believe And, and part of the reason why i believe that we come together um we preach the word we share the word we pray for one another is to help one another in our believing because if if we don't believe in god if we don't if we don't have hope in this world then as paul said when talking about if jesus didn't rise from the dead he said we are people most miserable right and so um, we don't want to be in that situation so praying that you're filled with hope on this morning that you're believing god because god is faithful and he's in you know you can trust him you can put your trust in him um, he's not a man that he should lie. If he said it, he's going to do it. We just have to continue to walk by faith, not by sight, and not give up. Amen. That, you know, we want to okay. continue to stand in faith to the end. And so um, we just come uh, each time that the Lord allows us so that we can just speak the word of God into your hearing, and faith will come, and you'll be steadfast, and hopefully you'll continue to hold on to his promises. Praise God for that. <clears throat> We'll be here on this morning, amen, Um, and we have a word uh, this morning that it's going to come from the book of Genesis. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 16. Genesis chapter 16, and we're going to read verses 3 through 9 there. So Genesis chapter 16, verses 3 through 9, and we're going to have as our foundation looking at Hagar. Hagar, who was the Egyptian handmaid of Sarah. Um, so we're going to look at her and see what the Lord has to say about her and what he's saying to us about it all. So let's look at uh, Genesis chapter 16, verse um, number three. And it says, and Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar from many the Egyptian after Abram had. And gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. And Sarah said to Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maiden to thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between me and thee. But Abram, submit thyself under her hands." Amen. Amen. So We praise God for the reading of the word. Let's just pray today over it. Father, we thank you right yes, now Father. for the reading of the word of God. Uh, we pray now that not only would it enter our heart and our spirits. Father, we pray for revelation on this morning. Yes, we pray Father. for inspiration, encouragement, and strength. We pray, God, that you will guide us and lead us according to your spirit, according to your will, yes. according to your word. Father, bless us now to receive everything that we need at this hour, oh Lord, you know what that is Yes, yeah, that different. we need, and father, we've <clears> important <throat> at times like that, <laughs> but it was a, it was always amazing how parents had to like essentially whip out the deed. Stop that running in my house, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in case you didn't get it, amen. in my house, stop that running. Amen. But God is telling us, um, stop that running. And, and and the short of it is this. God is talking to us us, uh, trying to run away. There's no true freedom. There's no true victory that comes from running away from our problems. Okay. And sometimes we may believe that, oh, if I can just get away, if I can just get away from this, I'll be okay. If I can just put this out of my mind, I'll be okay. If I can just get away from my my the things that are bothering me, the things that are keeping me up at night, if I can just get away from them, I, I'll be okay. But but the truth is, there's no true victory, true victory. And there's no true freedom that comes to us if we try to run away from our problems. Yeah. So God is saying, stop that running, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it, it, it's not helping us. In our scripture text, we'll get to it quickly. Hagar uh, tried to run away from her problems. Um, Abram had received a promise from God that he was going to be the father of many nations. Um, uh, it had been a while. It had been like 11 years and and uh, nothing happened. 11, 12 years. And, you know, Sarah came up with a plan. And, and she said, why don't you she couldn't get pregnant and so she said take my handmaid and Abram said okay and she had a child or she got pregnant at least here mm-hmm. and um, and she conceived and immediately Hagar's attitude changed mm-hmm. she started to uh, um, get a little she felt prideful but she felt she was better than Sarah mm-hmm. right nothing wrong with your husband something wrong with you <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I'm pregnant You're not Something's wrong with you So she despised Sarah And, and Sarah knew it And so and Sarah went to Abram And Abram said What's this got to do with me? This is your handmaid Do her what you want and, and, and Sarah started really treating her harshly And so harshly that Hagar thought it was best To try to run away <laughs> And how many of us do that? Life begins to treat us harshly And sometimes the first thing we want to do Is search for the exit we want idea. to run away. The job is not going the way we want to. It's treating us harshly. We want a new job. The church isn't. We want a new church, right? Our spouse isn't. We want a new spouse, right? Our kids aren't. We want some new kids. <laughs> at least we want to get away from it. Amen. Um, But But when life treats us harshly, many times we just want to get away from it because really no one wants problems. Who wants problems, right? None of us want problems. But the unfortunate reality of this life is that we have problems. And so if we don't learn how to effectively deal with problems, then we have even a bigger problem. Yes. Right. And, and running is not the way to go. And so Sarah, Sarah, Hagar ran and, and, and God found her in, in the wilderness. And, and the angel of the Lord uh, spoke to her on behalf of the Lord. Amen. And, and, um, and said, return to thy mistress and submit yourself under her hands. Yes. And then God also gave her a word. He said, uh, I will multiply thy seed, you know, that which was in your womb, right? I will multiply your seed exceedingly, this is verse 10, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. So not only did God give Hagar instructions to return and submit, he also gave her a word. Why did he do that? Because he wanted to give her a basis for believing Mm -hmm. that her situation will turn around. And the only basis, the only true basis we, we have for believing that our lives will turn around is a word from God. Yes. A lot of people believe their word is, you know, their life is going to turn around. They, they just believe because, you know, this is their month or they believe because, you know, of some external factor. They got a new car. They got a new job that's going to turn around. But, but the truth, truly, the only basis for believing that things will change is a word from the Lord that's why the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's the word of God that gives us a basis for believing. Uh, we can believe all we want, but if we're not believing on the basis of a word, we have no true basis for our belief. Mm-hmm. And so God wanted Hagar to have a basis for believing that her situation will turn around. So he gave her a word. The good news is that that God has given us a work, mm-hmm. And so we have a basis as well for believing that our situation will turn around. But we need to understand that God does not smile upon, look kindly upon our attempts to run away from mm-hmm. our problems. Right. We have to understand that. And the reason is not because he's being harsh towards us, but because he knows he's given us something better. Um, you know, Jesus said... In this life, you shall have tribulations. We're going to have trials. We're going to have heartaches. We're going to have some pains. But he said, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Mm -hmm. And because we're in him, we have what he has. And if he has victory over the world, including the problems that we have in this world, then he says, be of good cheer. He doesn't say run. right? He doesn't say try to hide. He says, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Uh, When God told us that he's given us his armor in Ephesians 6, he said, he said, uh, you know, uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Right. Because because I've given you armor, I've given you what you need and consistently and repeatedly, God says to us in Ephesians 6, stand, Mm -hmm. not run, not hide. But stand. Yeah. Stand against your problems, right? Stand against your challenges. Stand against your fears even and your doubts. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we're talking about confronting our problems, not people. But again, we can talk about that at another time because you know that, that's important as well. because um, you know, people don't either people don't know how to confront, or they don't like to confront, or they confront the wrong way. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we could talk about that another time. But the same goes true for our problems, we have to confront them the right way and, and trying to run from our problems is not God's will and it will never ever lead to to God's best yes amen so why did Hagar run Hagar ran away from her problems quite frankly for the same reasons many of us tried to run away from ours number one is easier <laughs> right. to run away than to stay and face the matter It's easier, right? I mean, sometimes we have to, you know, if you ever have faced a problem, you know, it's difficult. I mean, you have to convince yourself. You may have to talk to yourself. You may have to rehearse, you know what I mean, and get your get your courage up, um, you know, and you may have to face the uncertainty of not knowing whether how this is going to turn out. It takes courage. So so it's easier to run away from our problem than it is to try to face it so she ran away because that's the easier thing to do um uh, she also ran away because she believed that if she were to run and to hide the problem would go away (laughs) how many people do that there's so many people believe that they can go on an exotic vacation and they're going to get away from their problems (laughs) you can go away on a vacation you can forget about things for a while. You can block some things out of your mind. You can have a great time. But I'm telling you this. When you get back home, your problem is going to be patiently waiting for you. Yeah. He or she may even pick you up at the airport. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't care you went away. Your problem don't care you went away. They will be there when you get back. Mm-hmm. So, so we can try to do that. But it, 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 it's, it's, it's not going to work. And here's the thing about also running away from her problems or trying to run away from her problems. Note where she ended up. Mm. She ended up, verse 7 tells us, in the wilderness. See, this is what happened. When people try to run from their problem, they end up in a bigger mess. They end up in the wilderness. That's where she ended up and that's where God found her. In fact, if you think about it, Moses, you remember Moses, uh, when he grew up in, in in Pharaoh's household, but when he got to a certain age, he saw one of the Egyptians beating up or treating harshly an Israelite, a Hebrew, and he killed the Egyptian. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, he tried to intervene in another this skirmish, And they said, what are you going to do to us? Kill us like you killed the Egyptian yesterday? Mm-hmm. And when he knew that he was found out, and they said that, that Pharaoh... Wanted to slay Moses. What did Moses do? He ran too. Yeah, now, look, I'm not trying to say that's a small thing. You know, Pharaoh wanted to kill him. Yeah. But he didn't stay there and face it. He ran. And where did he end up? The Bible said he went to Midian. Mm-hmm. Midian is the desert. <laughs> Midian is the wilderness. And he was in the desert, come on, for 40 years. And God worked on him. And what was the first thing God told him at the burning bush? Go back to the person you were running from and tell him, Let my people go. God has a way of doing that. That's why you you and I think we can run. Forty years later, God was like, Okay, now <laughs> go back and do what you should have done 40 years ago. Jesus. And some of us think that because time has has intervened mm-hmm. and, and, and and so forth, that somehow the the running away is something God approves of. It's not. God may find you in your wilderness some yeah. 40 years later like he did to Moses and said go back to that person go back to that situation that, that, that you were running from and that, yeah. that's what happened with, with, with Moses but both Moses and, and, um, and Hagar ran and both of them ended up in the wilderness yes. and, and, and so for us we need to understand when we're running see a lot of us focus on running from something And we don't focus on where we're running to, Mm -hmm. right? That's why when the angel of the Lord met Hagar in the wilderness, he said, he said, he asked the two questions. He said, where did you come from and where Where are you you going? going? And some of us just run from problems with no destination in mind. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do now? Okay, you ran from that job, but what are you going to do? You ran from that church. You ran from that situation. You're trying to run from your finances or, or whatever the case may be. You're going on a vacation to try to run from problems in your marriage and your family life with, with your mom, with your dad or whatever. But where are you going to go? Right? right? And If you have no destination and if you're not running to the Lord, you're going to end up in the wilderness. You're going to end up in, in, in some problems. And so God's instructions to Hagar were were twofold. He said, one, return. Mm -hmm. Right? What is he saying? Go back and face your problem. Your life is not going to be better by trying to run away from your problem. Yes. Return and face your problem. The second thing he said to her was submit. Mm -hmm. And submission is an attitude. Right. To be submissive is an attitude. It's a heart attitude. And he was saying to, to Hagar, when you go back, go back with a different attitude, because when you were there, you were prideful. When you were there, you were a bit arrogant. Yes. And when you were there, you did some things, Hagar, that contributed to your problem. Mm-hmm. And see, some people don't want to hear that part mm-hmm. because they don't want to... The problem is always external. It's always yes. somebody else, something mm-hmm. else. But sometimes the problem, part of the problem is, the, is is our perspective of it. It's the attitude we bring to it. You know, yeah, maybe everything on your job or whenever situation is troubling you is not exactly right but what's your attitude toward it what's your perspective yeah. Yeah. toward it how are you looking at it and 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 God says to Hagar not only go back but go back with a different attitude go back with a different perspective go back you know uh, with, with a different outlook mm. on the matter and then he also gave her the word that she needed right he gave her a word in verse 10 saying that he's going to multiply the seed And see, we need to understand, too, that God has already given us a word, too. And I know for people who, if you've ever been in a problem, sometimes we're waiting for God. But really, God is waiting on us to get in the right position to receive what's already there. Mm -hmm. Right? He's waiting for us to get in the position to receive what's already there. But part of it is, by faith, we have to believe that God has already spoken the answer to our current problem. Even if you haven't received it yet. When Jesus stretched forth His hand and said, "Tis finished," that means there's nothing left to do. It's all done, right? And so we just have to now, just just embed ourselves in the finished work of Christ, yes. right? Because mm-hmm. it's already done, and and so the word that you need to be spoken has already been spoken. Yes. you just need to get in a position to hear it, mm-hmm. right? And so God has a word for us, the same way He had a word for for Hagar. So how come somebody said, well, how come I haven't heard it? Maybe it's because you're too busy running (laughs) and the pitter patter of your feet blocking out the still small voice of God, right? We're too busy running. We're too busy feeling sorry for ourselves. Uh Uh-oh. We're too busy having a pity party, right? Mm -hmm. And we're engaged in self-pity. We're too busy crying and whimpering. And you say, well, but I'm in pain. I get it. But God is saying to you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And he expects, and he, he's given us everything we need to overcome. Yes, yes. And so, uh, you know, we're too busy running, so we can't hear. And, and let the Lord says to us in his word, what? Be still and know that I am God. Right? Be still and know that I am God. So we have to make some changes. And it's not about running. It's not about trying to run and trying to hide. Now, if we jump ahead to, you know, in Genesis 21, Hagar actually had a, a, a son, and his name was Ishmael. And um, Ishmael grew, and it was some 13 years later that Sarah got pregnant, and she gave birth to Isaac. And, you know, and at some point, Sarah saw Ishmael teasing Isaac. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's it. <laughs> they got <us> to go <laughs> right and 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 Abram didn't want it to happen. Abraham didn't want it to happen now his name was Abraham he didn't want it to happen, but God said, you know don't let it grieve you, you know hearken to what your wife has to say and so Abraham you know gave him some food, some provision some water, and he sent them on their way. he, he kicked them out of the camp and um in Genesis 21 verse 15 it says that the water was spent. In the bottle. The water they they ran out of water. And and what did Hagar do? Well, it says she cast the child or she placed the child. He's I mean, not a child at this point, he's a teenager, right? But child, but placed the child under one of the shrubs. And mm-hmm. what did she do? She went and sat down over against him, meaning opposite of him. Yes. A good way off. So she got away from him. What was she doing? She was running away again. Mm-hmm. But why was she running away? Because she said, I don't want to see the death of the child. Mm-hmm. Now, is that understandable? Yeah, to a certain degree. But, you know, part of you has to say, why didn't she, if, if her son's going to die, why wouldn't she stay there and comfort him until her last, right. his last, mm-hmm. right? But no, what does she do? She said, I don't want to see the problem. So yeah. let me go over this way. Right? So she's trying to run again. Mm-hmm. And so she went over, you know, opposite him. And what did she do? Verse 16. She lifted up her voice and she was crying. Now, I'm sure that, that, that Ishmael probably was, Ishmael's crying too. Ishmael's probably saying, Mom, where are you going? Mom, mom, mom. Mm-hmm. Mommy, mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he's crying. And, you know, calling for his mom. And she goes over there and she's crying. Mm-hmm. And, and right, so there's crying going on on both sides. And verse 17 says, and God heard the voice of the lad. Mm-hmm. And and, and I, I've always wondered why God didn't hear her voice. Mm-hmm. And the angel of the Lord called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not. For God hath heard the voice of the lad. Made it plain. God heard him. Mm-hmm. Didn't hear you. And why? Because, because, because her crying was a cry of self-pity. Her cry was a cry of woe is me. Instead of staying there and, and, and facing the problem and doing what she could to comfort her son. Sometimes you, you can't, maybe you don't have the answer, but do what you can. Yes. Don't just try to run. Maybe you can only do a little bit, but do what you can. What's in your hands to do, do it. God expects that. And so she didn't do that. She instead ran away. And so now she runs away and she's crying and, 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 her, and her son is crying and God made it clear. I heard him. Mm-hmm. I hear you because you're crying in a way that already taught you how to deal mm-hmm. with your problems. Mm-hmm. I told you before, return and submit. I told you before, come back, with, have a different attitude. I told you before, don't try to run. And here you are running again. And now after running, you want to cry unto me and you expect me to hear you. Mm-hmm. And God said, I'm not hearing hear you. you. Yeah. I'll hear your kids, but I'm not hearing you. I hear him crying. And then what did God say? He said, He said, I heard the voice of the lad where he is. Verse 18, arise. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't stay down in the dumps. Get up. Right? Don't, don't sit there, woe is me. Arise. He said, arise. And then he says, lift up the lad and hold him or take him in your hand. In other words, do what you should have been doing Mm -hmm. from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Go back over there, take him in your arms, take him in your hands and comfort him. And then remember what I told you before. Mm -hmm. What's that? I will make of him a great nation. Mm -hmm. And and now that she stopped running from her problem, Stop crying and being in self-pity. And now that she got up, instead of staying down in the dumps, she got up and and she did what the Lord told her to do. Now her eyes were opened Mm -hmm. and she saw a solution to her problem. A well of water. But she didn't see any well of water when she was running. She didn't see any well of water when she was crying and feeling sorry for herself and trying to just get away It was only when she returned, faced the problem, did what she could with her hands, comfort her son, take her son up, that now we can sort of say all of a sudden she sees the solution to her problem. Some of us are not going to see the solution to our problem until we face the problem. And we want to run from it. The solution is not in your running. The solution is in you standing there Mm -hmm. and facing it head on. And only when she confronted her fears of her son dying, only when she confronted the pain, only when she confronted the heartache and the problem, mm-hmm. did, did Hagar see the solution. And yeah. the same is for us. Stop that running, God is saying. It's only when you're going to face your problem where you're mm-hmm. going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yes. I mean, yes. You're not going to see it on the run, trying to get away from it a couple of scriptures i want to give you one is proverbs 28 and one proverbs 28 and one proverbs 28 and one says the wicked flee when no one pursues but the righteous are as bold as a lion And, and, and we know that through christ jesus we are the righteousness of god and so our true spirit our true spirit is one of boldness right not not timidness. Right? That's why it says God has not given us the spirit of fear, because our true spirit is one of boldness. Right? The righteous are as bold as a lion. First mm-hmm. uh, John 4 and 4 tells us that we said earlier that greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. That's what we know, right? And and first John 5, 4 and 5 goes on to say, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Mm -hmm. Then he says, who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. You believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe, we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. By definition, then, we overcome the world. That's what the Word says, right? And so we have an overcoming spirit. We have a bold spirit. And so that's why when we then have problems and we try to run from them, God's not pleased with that. He says, because I've given you up my spirit and my spirit is not one that tries to run and hide. Um, in Romans chapter eight, I just want to read this into your hearing. Romans eight, 35 through 37. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, what things? The things he just mentioned mm-hmm. the tribulation, the distress, the persecution, all of those things. In all these things, what? We are more than conquerors through him. That loved us. Right? So we have a more than conquering spirit. But it's in him. And it's in his love. And it's in realizing that God loves us. He has a plan for us. He's there for us. And he's not going to ever abandon us. And so there's no reason for us to run away from our problems. Because no matter how many problems we have. If it's just just you and God. You're in the majority. If it's just you and God. You have the upper hand. If it's just you and God. Every other, everything that's coming against you in your life is severely outnumbered with just you and God, right? It's in his love that you are more than a conqueror. So I just want to give, you know, um, a couple of points to live by as we, as we sort of look at this. And, and one is, you know, as Peter said, right, I want to put you in remembrance of some things. There's things that we just need to remember. We just need our faith to be stirred up, right? Um, A lot of it, you know, God has given you. God has given you a lot of word. He's given you a lot of encouragement over the years. But every now and then, you just got to stir it up. It's Mm -hmm. sort of like that sauce that you made. That sauce is good, but if it sits for a while... And some mm-hmm. of the ingredients settle to the bottom. They don't taste the same. Yes. What do you got to do? You don't throw it out. You just got to stir it up. Mm-hmm. right? You just got to get the ingredients mixed back up again and activated Amen. again. And all of a sudden you go, okay, now this tastes good. And it's the same thing with our faith. There's some things in our faith that we just allow to, 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 to settle to the bottom. And it's just lying dormant. And God just needs to, you know, he just wants to stir up our faith. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in this regard when it comes to facing our problems is to remember what God said in James four and seven. He called us to resist the devil, yes. and he will flee. And and we have to understand what that what that resisting means. And, you know, the devil's chief one of his his chief activity is deception. He's a liar. That's that, that's what Jesus said in John chapter eight. He said the devil is the is a liar, and he's the father of lies, mm-hmm. right? And so why does he lie to us? Why does he tell you it's not going to work? Why does he tell you nobody loves you? Why does he say stuff like that? It's a lie. And why does he do it? Because he's trying to instill your heart with fear and with dread. Because if you believe, for example, that nobody loves you, when God tells you he loves the whole world and he tells you how he loves you and Jesus went to the cross for you, right? No greater love than, than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends, and Jesus lay down his life for you. So, it, it's a lie yeah. when he, when, the, when the devil tells you, nobody loves you. But if you believe that lie, you now feel that life's not worth living. You now feel that, you know, you're in such a bad place and that you're going to lose and that it's not going to work and and all the rest of those things. And he tells you things. He tells you you're a failure. He tells you you're going to fail. You know, he he just wants to lie to you because he wants you to be fearful of the future instead of hopeful for the future. Right? That's what he wants. He wants to attempt to fill you and I with fear. We have to resist that because fear and faith don't mix. Right? Fear and faith don't mix. And when when we start getting fearful, then we start running away or trying to run away from the problems. And then like Sarah, like Moses, we end up where? We end up in the wilderness. So one of the things that we have to remember is that we have to not try to run away. But we kind of resist the devil. Resist his lies. And how Mm -hmm. do you resist his lies? With the truth. You don't resist his lies by saying, I'm ignoring him. Devil tell you some stuff. You no good. You're a failure. I'm just ignoring you, devil. That's not resisting. You resist a lie with truth. So when the devil tells you that you're a loser, you say, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. When the devil tells you that you're always going to be broke, you you tell him, like we've been studying. No, God gives me power to to get wealth. wealth. God teaches me how to profit. My cup runneth over. Those are the things. So we, we resist lies. With truth. So one of the things we have to do is do that. Second thing, point to live by, is we have to focus on God and not the problem. Right? Focus on God and not the problem. Focus on God and not the devil's lies. Too many people talk about and focus on their problem. And whatever you focus on, it's like a magnifying glass. It becomes bigger. Yes. Right? So if you focus on your problem, your problem becomes bigger. If you focus on your God, your God becomes bigger. Focus on God because God is bigger than any problem Mm -hmm. that you have. And 1 John 4 and 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear hath torment. Right? And God loves you perfectly. He loves you unconditionally. God is love and there's no fear in him. Mm -hmm. And he loves you perfectly. And his perfect love for you casts out fear. So when you you realize, okay, I'm in a fix right now, but God still loves me his love is still upon me and his love is unconditional is complete right he loves me all my faults my warts everything he still loves me right Uh, he loves me and when you realize that then you know it's going to be okay And, and that love will cast out fear and God wants fear cast out he says because fear has torment Which is why the devil is trying to get you afraid. Mm -hmm. He wants to torment your thinking, torment your mind, torment your morning, afternoon, evening. He wants to torment your nights. He wants to torment your dreams. He wants you to be in torment. Because he knows that's his ultimate destination. Mm -hmm. Right? Misery loves company. And that's what he wants. He wants you and I to be tormented. And how does he do it? By fear. But perfect love casts out fear. And so when we know, you got to know that God Loves you. He loves you completely, and let that right give you the courage that you need to say, "I'm going back and face my problem mm-hmm. because I'm going to win." Right? Um, I, I read something recently by Joyce Meyer. She said, "She said um that when it comes to confronting our problems, that there are times we have to take extra steps of faith."
1: Mm.
0: And I thought about that, and I said, "You know, that is so true. We got to take extra steps of faith because." You know, sometimes we're creatures of habit. We do our devotionals. We do our reading. We do what we do. And then life changes and we got problems. And, you know, every day's not the same. And yet we bring the same level of devotion to our situation. That's true. Right? And, and there are times when we have to take extra steps of faith. And so when we're confronted with problems, many times the reason why we run is because our usual steps of faith aren't enough in the situation. Mm. We got to take some extra steps. Maybe you don't fast, but when you got a problem, you may have to fast. That's an extra step of faith. Uh maybe you have to pray, if you pray two times a day, maybe you have to pray four or five, six times a day. Take some extra steps of faith, right? If if the problems now have ramped up, then Your devotional time, your your spiritual disciplines are going to have to ramp up. You can't bring the same level of spiritual discipline to a higher level of problems, right? There are times you got to take extra steps of faith. And and, and Joyce Meyer went on to say that that may require doing things you don't feel like doing Mm -hmm. or doing things that you don't think will work, (laughs) right? But you're doing them in faith. You're just taking some extra steps of faith. You're going to believe God at a higher level. Maybe instead of, you know, you may walk around quoting scripture. You may just do whatever it is, right, that just fills you with more faith. Hear more word. Play more worship songs, right? Close your door. You know, just say, I'm blocking out everybody today. You normally don't do that. Whatever it is, take some extra steps of faith Mm -hmm. when you have problems. Right. When, when life now comes in and, and things are going up higher and higher and the opposition is more and more against you, you can't do the same old things. Right. right? You can't do the same old things. And so that, that, that's one of the things we have to keep in mind. And then lastly, I want to say is this. We have to avoid the opposite of running away from our problems. And what I mean by that is, is there's two opposites. One's a good opposite. It's, it's the the good opposite is facing your problem, mm-hmm. but there's an equally dangerous uh, negative opposite, right? Of this of, of of running away from your problem, and that is getting too cozy with your problem. Mm-hmm. Is it, it, it's what is what I kind of jokingly refer to as the good morning heartache syndrome. <laughs> you know that song by Billie Holiday uh Diana Ross really made it famous for most of us but Billy Holiday song it's a Billy Holiday song good morning heartache mm-hmm. and you know there's a line in the, in the song that says now every day i start by saying to you good morning heartache what's new <laughs> yeah. like you know just talking to your heartache in the morning like what's up you know how you doing today some people are too familiar with with their heartache right good morning heartache here we go again <laughs> Good morning, heartache. You're the one who knew me when. Might as well get used to you hanging around. Good morning, heartache. Sit Sit down. down. The (laughs) devil is a liar, amen? Some of us get too cozy. I mean, think about that song and what it's saying. The devil is a liar. And some of us are too cozy with our heartache. Yes. We're asking it in the morning, first thing in the morning heartache, what's new? We're heartache, we take heartache to the supermarket with us. We take him to the gym. We take him to the beauty salon. We take him to the golf course. We take heartache everywhere we go <laughs> because we're cozy with it, right? Yes. Might as well get used to you hanging around. Yeah. Good morning, heartache. Sit down. <laughs> Making heartache breakfast. No. We have to resist heartache. And we have to resist these things. Right? Here, here's the example that we have. This is the last place I'm going to go. And this is it's, it's in Luke chapter 17. I think it's 17. Or maybe it's 15. Is Luke 15 or 17? It's Luke 15. It's the prodigal son. And in Luke 15... Uh, Verse 17. We know the story of the prodigal son. The prodigal son said, Father, give me my inheritance. Mm -hmm. And the father said, Here, here's your inheritance. And the prodigal son went and he wasted his money on riotous living, the Bible tells us. Mm -hmm. And he ran out of money, didn't have any food, nobody wanted to help him, and he ended up um, feeding pigs. Mm -hmm. And... He's in a mess, right? Yes. He's in a pig pen. He's in a mess. And he's even thinking about eating the food Jesus. that is meant for the pigs. Yeah. How many of you know this guy was in a mess? And and but, but, but notice, he didn't run from his mess. He didn't run from his part in getting in the mess. And he certainly didn't say, good morning, heartache, sit down and say, I might as well get used to this and living this way. Mm-hmm. Look what he said in verse 17. It says in Luke fifteen seventeen, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? Mm-hmm. And I perish with hunger. He's saying there are plenty of, 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 of people in my father's house mm-hmm. who have food to eat mm-hmm. and they have enough to spare. Yes. And see, how many of you know, we've been talking about this, our cups runneth over, right? God does exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Yes. He wants to have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows. Yes. That's the God we serve, right? And so there are people in, he's saying, there's people in my Father's house who have bread enough mm-hmm. and to spare. Yes. He said, and here I am in this mess and I don't have enough to eat. Mm -hmm. and he said to himself this makes no sense he didn't say i might as well get used to this (laughs) right he didn't feel sorry for himself he didn't try to run look what he said in verse 18 he said i will arise what's that rise mean i'm going to get up yeah i'm not going to stay down glory to god i'm going to get up Mm -hmm. i'm not going to stay depressed I'm not going to stay in despair. I'm not going to stay in this place worrying and fretting for Mm -hmm. myself. I'm not going to throw myself a pity party. I'm going to get up. And look what he said. I'm going to get up and go to my father. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to speak to him. And he rehearsed this whole thing about how he's no more worthy to be called. uh, You know, I've sinned against you. I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of the servants. But remember how he was before he left. Mm -hmm. He was like, give me mine. Give me yes. my money so I can mm-hmm. go, right? He had a change of heart. He had a change of attitude, right? And he realized, I'm not. If, if I'm going to get out of this mess, it's not going to be by running. It's not going to be by getting cozy with it. I'm going to have to get up from here and go to my father. Yes. Glory to God. Amen. Mm-hmm. You got a problem. I got a problem. We have problems. It's not going to get any better by running away from it or getting cozy with it. You know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to get up and go to our father. Amen. That's what we're going to have to do. Let's get up and go to our father. And so he said, I'm getting up. I'm going to my father because my father takes care of his children. (laughs) And they have enough with more to spare. So he said, I'm going. I'm going back to, to him. And so he goes back to his father and we know how it ends. He has this whole thing rehearsed about what he's going to tell his father. And his father sees him, runs towards him. Arms open wide, embraces him, kisses on him, yes. loves on him, yes. gives him the best yes. robe, throws yes. him a party, Amen. celebrates him, right? Yes. And this is what happened when when he, when he said, "I'm getting up from here." Yes, I'm getting out of this mess, and I'm going back to my father." Yes. And so we need to know that that's, that's just really some good principles for living. When we find ourselves being beat down by life. And it happens to all of us. It mm-hmm. doesn't make us less of anything. It, it happens to all of us. Sometimes life just beats on us and beats on us and beats on us. But you know what? We have the spirit of that boldness, right? Bold as a lion. Where we can rise up. And when we rise up, what are we going to do? Not run, right? Rise and let's go to our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, just like with the prodigal son, he will embrace us. He'll love on us. Mm-hmm. He'll give us the best that he has. Right? Yeah. Uh, just like with Hagar, he will, he will give us a word. Mm-hmm. Right? A basis for believing. And just like with Hagar, he will open our eyes and allow us to see the solution to our problem. Yeah. Right? And, and, and we will stop running from them. And instead, we will get to that place where we are walking in the true victory and the true freedom that's ours. Right? Not running from problems, but walking in victory. Yeah. And that's what God's best for us. And so God was is 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 encouraging us today to stop running. Stop that running. You and I don't have to run from our problems. We don't have to run from our situations because we have the victory in in Christ Jesus. Amen. We have the Amen. victory in God. Um but we just have to Develop a different spirit, right? I'm going to face my problems head on. So what are the problems you have today? Financial ones, relationship problems, marriage problems, problems on the job, right? You know, problems sometimes are just the way we think about ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Some of us have, you know, low self-esteem problems, right? Try to run from it in all kinds of ways. Don't run from it. Take it head on. Arise, go to your father. Know that he has a word for you, right? Right? And know that He will open your eyes and cause you to see things in a different way and will empower you to go forward with an answer to your problem so that you can have the victory that is already yours in Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we praise God for it. Amen. We're going to stop all that running. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You know, you think about it, um, you know, David, um, what was separated him from his brothers, when Goliath was standing in front of him and standing in front of the army of Saul, um, threatening them, while they cowered, David ran toward Goliath. Yes, he did. Goliath was the problem. Mm-hmm. And David didn't run from him like the rest of them. He ran toward them. But how did he run toward them? He ran toward them in in trusting God. He said, you come at me with a sword and a spear and a shield, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Right? And he started saying, and God is going to give you into my hand this this day. He was focused on God. He wasn't focused on the problem. And he ran toward Goliath. And he took Goliath out. Amen. That's the attitude we have to have. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were the same thing. And we're not bowing down to this front And they say, you know what? The God we serve is going to help us. But even if he doesn't, yes. let true. it be known, O Nebuchadnezzar. We're not bowing down to that statue, okay. right? See, that's the boldness. That's that confronting of a problem and not running away from it. And, and their comrade, Daniel, was the same way. Yes. Daniel, when that decree was heard, that, because they knew Daniel prayed every day, and so now a decree was issued that whoever was praying would get thrown into a lion's den. Mm-hmm. They said when Daniel heard of the decree, he went into his room with his windows open, wasn't hiding, with his windows open, and prayed three times a day, just like yeah. he did before. Mm-hmm. Did he get thrown into the lion's den? Yep. <laughs> what happened? God kept him. Yeah. Amen. And so there's something about the not running, about the standing firm. You know, and if you're going to run, run to your problem in that confidence that God can solve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Or stand firm like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like Daniel did. And you'll see that God will move in your life and show himself faithful. Because God is faithful. Amen. Amen. And He he wants to be able to solve that problem that you're running from in your life. But he's saying to you, you just got to stop that running. Amen. Amen. Stop that running and allow me to help you. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, Mm -hmm. that that, Father God, you don't desire us to run. you made us more than conquerors. You You declared that we are the head and not the tail, that we are above only and not beneath. You said everything we set our hands to shall prosper. And so, Father God, Mm -hmm. you have... I declare that we are victors yes, and we are not victims. And so, Father, we just thank you for that in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we just ask you now to forgive us of all the time that we've been running and trying yes, to hide neither. instead of, oh God, taking on the situation and the circumstances, being strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Father God, now we just ask you to guide us and lead us, O God. Take us up in your arms, O God, like the Father took the prodigal son, O God. And Father God, let your perfect love cast every fear from our heart. That, Lord, that we can walk by faith, not by sight, knowing, God, that you have the answer to every problem, every crisis, every situation in our lives. Father, we thank Thank you. you We bless you for it. And Father, we believe, God, that as we now come back to you with a new perspective with a new heart attitude that god we will see things differently we will see answers that we haven't seen before we will hear your instructions that we haven't heard before and god we will get to that place destined for us in christ jesus where we walk in true victory and true freedom and father for that we bless you for that we praise you for that, we give you glory. Yes. In, Jesus, in name. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord for that. Amen. So we're going to, you know, no more running. Amen. Amen. No more running. We, we take our problems on head on. And let's be encouragement to one another, too, for that. Right? If, 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 if you know someone who's running, uh, in love, be an encouragement to them. And encourage them to stop running right and 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 encourage them that in god they can go back and confront every fear every obstacle every problem in their life and come out with victory yes um so let's be a source of encouragement to one another in that regard amen amen well glory to god today enjoy the rest of your sunday today uh continue to walk with god continue to praise him continue to believe on him and we look forward to seeing you next time amen